now let's bring in our guest this week from uh, Miss from Fox Ten Sports, Mr. Richard Science. Richard, how you doing, bud? I'm great, man. You know, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, I've been covering uh, sports in the Valley, I've been covering the the Cardinals for two decades, and I've seen the Cardinals fan base grow and grow, and especially travel and on the road get bigger and bigger and have a bigger presence. And I know you're a big part of that and what, what you guys do. And I just want to say, keep up the good work, man, because it's 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 being noticed. That's for sure. Thanks, man. I know I really appreciate that. And, you know, that's always been the goal, right? When we got traveling on the road just as fans, we, we were like, hey, this would be so much more fun if more of us were at these games. And you and you look at this past Sunday, I know a lot of our fans are upset about it, but the amount of Eagles fans that invaded State Farm, that really seeing that at our stadium, I think in some ways was the inspiration of going on the road and trying to not necessarily replicate it. I mean, it'd be great if we could fill that many Cardinal fans in a road stadium. And there's been times where we've had a lot of fans at, at certain games, Miami, a few years ago, Chicago, uh, Dallas. I mean, there's been some, some games where we've made a dent and you could hear us. So um, hopefully we can build to that. And it's not just frustration at home of, of the visiting fa- uh, teams rolling in, but I, I want to get right into it. Although I will mention last week when we originally connected, you were in uh, San Fran, right? You were checking out Monday Night Football, uh, Rams and Niners. Yeah, it was. I was doing a little scouting. No, uh, I actually had some time off. This is how much uh, I love what I do. Uh, on my vacation, I took my nephew to the uh, Rams Niners uh, Monday Night Football in San Francisco. Then on Tuesday, we find out uh, Otani and the Angels are playing the A's, so we go to Oakland and watch the A's Angels. Then we flew to Denver and watched the Avalanche on Wednesday, and then the Broncos Colts on Thursday. So man, you're it was sick. A pretty good run. You are sick. I love <laughs> I it. I have a problem. I think I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's the voice of Richard Signs from Fox Ten. Richard, a staple of of sports media here in Arizona for for years. Um, well, Richard, I, I want to get right into the Cardinals. Um, let, let's talk about the the elephant in the room and their slow starts, right? I mean, something we've talked about show after show has been Cliff Kingsbury scripts, you know, 15 plays or so to start out the game. And, and that's the kind of, as a fan, that's what I kind of see is we're scripting these 15 plays and we still can't score in the first quarter. And we can't move the ball like we do in maybe the second, in the second half, definitely, and then sometimes in the second quarter. What, what do you think about? What do you make about the Cardinals' slow starts? It's baffling. It's just unbelievable to me um, how they can't. They haven't been able to score in the first quarter, <clears throat> and and even winning at home is weird. I mean, it's like wow. Uh, it's 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 so strange, and it's and it's frustrating to see them put themselves behind the eight ball. And I gotta admit. When they went down 14 nothing to Philly, I said, okay, they got them right where they want them. Here they come, you know. <clears throat> and sure enough, they, they make a run. But the, the the weird part is it's not just the offense. It's not just the, the first scripted play. The defense, too. Like, it, it was weird to give up uh, touchdown drives on the first, you know, drive. They did it to Kansas City. They did it to the Raiders. They did it to the Eagles. And they did it, you know, and then they may come they do come back so you got to give Vance Joseph and coach Cliff credit in making adjustments and coming back but you you just can't keep shooting yourselves in the foot and then playing catch up football like that and then allowing the other team's defense to pin their ears back and get after your quarterback because you're down by two touchdowns yeah no it, it it's just crazy cuz this team didn't 
look like this always. This is r- rather new development, it seems, over the past you know X amount of games. Last season, it didn't feel like they had these struggles uh, this bad in the in the first quarter specifically. But then when you talk about the 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 trying to win at home, you know what I think about is when the Lions. I can't remember what year that was, but they they were didn't have a win, and and then they finally got one towards the end of the season, and the celebration that sigh of relief. I feel like that's what we're gonna get when the Cardinals ever do. Uh, one score in the first quarter, but two win a game at home. Uh, that they'll, they'll have that big sigh of relief that man, we, we we finally have this monkey off of our back and, and can get going. But um, let's talk about that final drive from Sunday uh, before we talk about looking ahead and, and what the team looks like this week. But um, between the slide and spike. And you hear Kyler in, in, in the post-game comments talking about, you know, everyone in my ear was telling me to, to spike it, and it made me assume we had the first down. Um, you heard Cliff kind of saying, you know, we were kind of committed at that point to the spike, so we couldn't um, really, really change from there. We had to kind of go with the kick. And then we talk about the kick. That's the other piece to this is you trot out a kicker that um, has not been very successful um, from 40 plus yards. Uh, he's actually Matt Amendola two for nine, 22.2% from 40 plus yards, um, career. So you trot out a kicker that in pregame warmups missed four from 40 plus yards. Uh, and, and then he shanks obviously the game winner. So I know Justin Pugh got a little feisty with the media, uh, after the game, uh, about pinning it on just one guy, but uh, to me, there was that whole sequence there. What, what do you make out of that final sequence uh, between the slide, the spike, and then the kick? Well, I was a part of the entire sequence, right? The, the slide, the spike, the kick, and the post-game interview. I was there. Were in, you in the standing? In, you were standing in the huddle when Justin came over and, and kind of played there. big brother. He was as he was answering my question. Oh, Justin Pugh came up, and because because the you know Matt Amendola, first of all, you got to give him credit. Uh, from from a journalism standpoint, where well, he he said he sat there and answered every question, you know. Then that that not everybody does that. So, yeah, he missed the kick and he missed it badly. Uh, but he, afterwards, you know, I I had to kind of tip my cap to the guy. We're like, wow, that was pretty classy of the guy to sit there and say, look, man, I missed the kick. He said it goes. It, it felt good when it came off my foot. I, I felt good all week. I felt good with the snap. There was no wrong, nothing wrong with the hold. He goes, and, and, and so then I asked him, well. How frustrating is that when everything feels good and then you see it, you know, it's kind of like a golf shot where you're like, man, I thought that was going to be a good one. And so you slice it, you know, and, and he and he started answering saying, yeah, you know, it is frustrating, but you just got to, you know, focus on the next kick. And he answered it and he answered it. You know, he wasn't defensive in any way. And I could see Justin hovering in the background waiting for him to finish, which I thought was pretty cool. Didn't want to interrupt his answer. And then before we could answer another one, that's when Justin Pugh came in and said, you know, hey, this is BS, blah, blah, blah. It's not just one guy. And I, and he directed it at us, but I didn't take it personally. I didn't think, you know, it, he was really dogging us. I think it was more I'm going to stick up for this young kid who obviously made a major mistake and cost us the game, and I'm going to show him some support. And I thought that shows how healthy that locker room is. I think that was actually a positive, in my opinion, because I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Because I, I doubt Justin Pugh really knows Matt Amendola that well because he hasn't oh, been yeah. around that long. And then for him to come in and and stick up for him, and yeah, kind of come at us, but you know, whatever. And then put he kind of put his arm around and kind of grabbed his neck and said, look, keep your head up. We're going to win some games and walks off. And then everybody's kind of like, whoa, 
like really like <laughs> freaking out. And so I, my initial response was to Matt, how does that make you feel? This guy just stood up for you. And then he said, yeah, you know what? That makes me feel good. And, he, and then he talked about the locker room, the team in general saying, look, everybody here has been a class act. Everybody's, you know, been coming up to me saying, Hey, it's not the end of the day. He meant, you know, I think he meant the end of the world. You know, we were, we're, we're, we're going to you know get back on track. And then I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. Cause nobody, nobody's been pointing fingers. Nobody's been, you know, you know, nobody pushed down a cameraman as they're walking off the field like Devonte Adams, you know, did, you know, on Monday night football. So I, I thought that was a pretty healthy situation. I thought that was, and then I, I looked at it as a, as a positive. Now, as far as the actual play, I kind of think it, it, people are making a bigger deal about it as if Kyler made a mistake. Look, Kyler Murray did his job. He got the Arizona Cardinals in field goal range. You know, granted, whatever Madame Dola's stats are, Kyler Murray can't be worried about that with 20 seconds left to play. He just knows I need to get them within a 40-yard field goal. That's my job, of course. You know, if, if you would have known it was third and one and they could have got the first down, maybe they take a couple shots, but who knows? He could have done that. They could It could have been first down, right? Then they take a couple shots and they get a false start, which is a 10-second runoff, or they get sacked, or they get tackled in the field of play with no timeouts. Then you're rushing this guy out, you know, to, to kick a field goal. So I, I think, you know, the kid just kind of has to make the field goal. And then another thing, it, inside the stadium, it showed first down on the big – screen there so people thought yeah. it was a first down you know and then like coach Cliff said by then they're already clocking clocking and they know they got a fourth down they, that, you know and i think i think their the rationale i mean you know Cliff didn't say this but you rather have this kid come out with plenty of time to kick and then you know kick kick the field goal now if it was third down and he slid early it didn't get the first down. Then you got to rush this kicker out there. That's a major mistake. But when you run on second, you know you can spike it on third. Have this kid come out calmly, try to kick a forty-three yard field goal, which you know eighty percent of the kickers in the NFL should make. Then I, I don't think it's that bad. I think the the bigger mistake by Connor Murray was missing Zach Ertz wide open on the drive earlier in the earlier that on that drive. Like that was a major mistake. I think Connor throwing it into double coverage with the interception that didn't end up costing him anything. That was a major mistake. I don't think it was this that big of a mistake here where you saw the line. They say they got to cross this line to get into field goal range. He crossed that line by five to eight yards. Yeah. So that's, no, you know, I, it, when you bring up the Zach Ertz thing, and the, I'm sorry, this wasn't a question that I had planned, I but, but, but you, you touching on that, it, it, it makes me think, because I've heard it a few times from some people where they keep saying, well, Kyler Murray in the height, Kyler Murray in the height. I've never been a Kyler Murray's not tall enough. Kyler Murray has, you know, because he's shorter, it, it's a problem. But it, between last game and the game before, there were there have been a couple occasions where Zach Hurts has been wide open in the middle of the field. And, and a lot of people are saying that because Kyler is shorter and he can't necessarily see over all the line action, that that's why he throws so much to the left or the right. He throws more to the sidelines, right? Is is that something you're starting to see or, or starting to think that could be somewhat true? No, because even on that play, Connor wasn't even under pressure. We had to throw over anybody. 
Exactly. It didn't have anybody on him. I think it was. Just Is it just not checking like the re- like going through the progressions or the reads or well, like if it's not the height, then what is it that? What do you think? I I think he just missed them. I mean, and when you look at that Raider game, the 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 touchdown and the two point the the touchdown that he threw to AJ Green over the two point conversion that was right over the middle over That's three true. different guys. So mm-hmm. and and in in Ben Roethlisberger's last year, he was the one that was had the most batted down balls, and he's just twice the size of Kyler Murray. So I've never really thought. Um, Conor Murray's height has been an issue, not in today's NFL. Yeah, I really don't. I, I've I don't. I don't think so either. I, I have a picture of me next to Kyler at a, the Cardinals bowling charity event from a few years ago, and he's my height, and I'm six one. Like right. so, people are always like, "Oh, he's he's five ten, five nine. I'm like, "No, we stood right next to each other, and he's barely shorter than me. If he is shorter than me, right. so um, I, I I don't ever think that. But I have been hearing it a lot more lately, and and then we talk about that situation it's just meh, poses a question but you make a great point with the aj green uh situation now yeah. re- speaking of receivers i want to ask you i got two more questions for you sure. uh impact of hollywood brown right now hollywood brown is on pace for 1418 yards and 10 touchdowns Talk about the impact of Hollywood Brown, the the comfort that he provides Kyler Murray and just what he brings to this offense. And and can he keep up that pace, especially with Hop coming back? You think he's going to probably play against some secondary corners and not the lead guy every game once Hop comes back, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I've been yelling this at, uh, during my, my 30-minute sports show on Sundays, you know, Fox 10 Sports Night at 1030 for, for weeks, for months. Hollywood Brown had 1,000 yards receiving with the, with the Ravens, who run the ball first. Just wait till he gets here. I couldn't wait to see what he would do here, especially with, with a different kind of offense that throws the ball more and with a guy that he has chemistry with in Kyler Murray, who's, you know, his friend from college. So I would – I. I expected him to have over a thousand yards, and but the one pleasant surprise that I've learned from watching Hollywood Brown from training camp up until now is he's much more than just a speedster. We we knew he was you know the, the take the top off the defense type of guy and go deep, but his hands are great. He he, he I mean he even though he had that one drop uh, uh, last week where he's like man if he would have held on that ball he had plenty of room, but he's got good hands. He's a much better receiver than I thought. I thought he was just one of those like Deshaun Jackson guys where you're only mm-hmm. going to hit him deep and that's it. But no, he can, he can run the curl route. He can run the in route. So he, I, he's been even better than I thought, and I thought he was going to be good. And then you mentioned the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Yeah, you bring that in, and that's going to really add a whole new dynamic and free things up for Hollywood Brown. And, and you were kind of talking about you know comparing this year to last year on the slow starts and stuff. Well, part of it is they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of it is the defense. I mean, the, the schedule that they had the, the, to start this year has been brutal. I mean, you start off with the Chiefs, then you get the Super Bowl champs, then you get a Raiders team that was supposed to be good, and then you, then you have, you know, the, the the Eagles who are undefeated. So it's been Look at the Raiders on Monday night. They hung right in there with the Chiefs. Right, right. In Arrowhead. I, I mean, the Raiders – uh, you look at their record. I don't think their record is who they are, right? right. I, I think the Raiders are a better team. They just, again, another product of playing good teams. And I think that says a lot of like what you're what you're alluding to. The Cardinals, they're playing good teams and they're hanging in there right. with good teams. So right. shorthanded. Uh, yep. 
You, know, you, you, you take Kelsey away from the Chiefs, how are they going to be? You know, you take mm-hmm. Devontae Adams from the Raiders, how are they going to be? You know, you take, you know, you, you take the hop away from the Cardinals, it's going to affect them, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and real quick on that Raiders-Chiefs game, every time I watch a, a coach make decisions like Josh McDaniel made going for two and then throwing it twice on third and one from the 50, I'm thinking if that was Cliff Kingsbury, they would have already set fire to the training facility in Tempe. People would have been so mad. If <laughs> Kyler Murray would have pushed down a cameraman coming off the field the way Devontae mm-hmm. Adams did, they would have been crucifying Kyler Murray. So uh, it's funny. I think Kyler and Cliff get get a bad rep for uh, for reasons why I don't know. Uh, but they, it, it's interesting to me when I see other coaches make these decisions where I'm like, hmm, I guess it's not just here in the Valley. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do see that. The fan base, if it's not fire Kime, it's fire Cliff. And if it's not fire Cliff, it's fire, uh, you know, it's, it's get rid of Kyler. It, you know, it, there's always someone to blame and always someone to get on. So it, it's. But, but yeah, and I also want to add this. When I went I went to that Denver game, the Colts mm-hmm. Broncos game. And I, oh, yeah. I went, I, and on TV, everybody said, oh, that was a horrible game. It, there, it was a good game because it was close. And then afterwards, I'm, I'm watching the local stations there, and they were ready to just kill Russell Wilson. It was amazing. How about, how about so the fans I, leaving uh, before before overtime? Yeah, it was it was funny. <laughs> one guy, one reporter had a did a report with a with the most wanted uh, uh, sign and had Russell Wilson on it, and the 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 the, the prize was two hundred and forty two million or whatever he's made. Oh. Pretty funny. I was like, wow, okay, I guess it's not just in the valley then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I guess it's everywhere, right? Um, yeah. So last question for you, are the Cardinals right where they want to be theoretically, right? They're two and three. Obviously you wish you had a better record, but all things considered going into the season, not having hop, you're two and three right now. And you're going to Seattle uh, for an opportunity to be 500, right? With hop on the way back. Could, could you, should everyone just relax a little bit? I mean, that's what I, I where as a fan, I think we got to calm down and, and we really just should be embracing the situation of knowing that if you asked us before the season to be 500 through six games without hop, you'd take that, especially with this list of opponents. Absolutely. You got, you got to remember fan is short for fanatic. You know, people are going to be <laughs> fanatic. They're going to go crazy and I, and I get it. But uh, the, the Cardinals might, may not be right where they want to be, but they're right where I expected them to be, you know, yeah. at this situation. And, and my big thing was just don't let anybody else get hurt, you know, and like as like Tyler Murray or Hollywood Brown or James Conner, who's also hurt, you know. So, uh, you know, the, the, the crazy part is I, I think they're, they are where, where I expected them to be. And they're in a good situation when you consider they can beat Seattle. Um, and they, you know, they can beat Seattle. They can get... Uh, D hop back at three and three. Then they got New Orleans, who they can also be. Then they'll get Seattle again. They get Minnesota. They have a stretch here where the schedule's not going to be as tough as it is. So I, I think they're in a good situation. I really do. I think, you know, if they can get a win in Seattle, they've weathered the storm. They bring D hop back, and then let's see what happens. That voice right there is Richard Signs of Fox 10. Uh, Richard, where can people find you? Not just on TV, but social media. Go ahead and get the plugs in. Yeah, if you want to hit me up on my socials, I'm at R-Signs, Fox 10, R-S-A-E-N-Z, Fox 10, Twitter, Instagram, uh, MySpace. I'm really big on MySpace. That's yeah. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> got to reactivate that puppy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, we, we got the shows on Fox 10. We got Fox 10 sports night at 10 30 on Sunday nights. 
And then I do a cool thing on Monday mornings called Monday Morning Quarterback with uh, Troy Hayden, uh, where I talk. To, you know, I always have to talk Troy and Celeste off the ledge, so it's, it's pretty entertaining. Awesome, that's great. Catch uh, Richard all the time on Fox Ten, and uh, definitely follow him on social. Great follow on Twitter as well. Rich, th- thank you for coming on. Appreciate you, and and I'm definitely going to bug you to come on later on down the road here. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. Thanks, bud. <laughs>